Welcome to the OSSB April edition of the podcast. We got a great one for you. We're going to talk about the Easter egg hunt and a whole lot more. So sit back and hang on and take this ride with us. People who are born in April have the diamond as their birthstone. Oh, I'm getting the beat up teachers, I get in trouble. Hey! And then we started making a conga line and just walked around. I'd like to introduce our girls' varsity goalball team for this year. I got Easter eggs. And then I, mean, I listen to music. I had thoughts like Grandma Girls, and they came to help me. This is going to be a very, very nice prom this year. Good morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever respective time it is for you, the listener. Welcome to another thrilling episode of the OSSB Podcast. We've got some interesting segments lined up this month. First, of course, being our monthly facts. There is also the beeping Easter egg hunt where students with sight stepped into the shoes of their peers and were challenged to hunt using their other senses. For the seniors, we have an exciting teaser for the upcoming senior dinner. Don't forget the intense clashes between students and teachers in the student versus teacher goalball game. The results of the Braille Challenge are in, and we'll find out how everyone did, and we'll speak with Clovernook Center for the Blind about the Braille Challenge and plans for next year's events. Finally, there's the fast-approaching prom for high school students. Thank you for joining us again, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the OSSB Podcast. Found so many Easter eggs. I need two more. Were they hard to find? No. No. Oh well. Good luck finding the rest. Arian, how many do you have? I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six. Ah. How many? Oh, you need four more. There's ten total. See if you can find those Easter eggs. Ten each. Well, I have six. Four more. Look away from the playground. Look on the perimeter or outside. You said we're never allowed to go there, but now we can. Well, not too far. (laughs) Good morning, afternoon, and or evening, everyone, and welcome back to our monthly facts. For those who are new to the podcast, we take this segment to rapid fire some pretty weird or obscure facts upon the opening month. To start us off, people who are born in April have the diamond as their birthstone. 
For any car enthusiasts, the car company Ford unveiled their very first Mustang in April 1964, having a massive price tag of $2,368. Over in the Southern Hemisphere, April has the seasonal weather equivalent to October over here in the Northern Hemisphere. People who love pigs in a blanket look forward to April 24th, as that is National Pig in a Blanket Day. Smaller animals that were in hibernation during the long, cold winter months started popping up in the wild again. And finally, in ancient Rome, the month of April represented the goddess Venus. We hope you enjoyed these facts as much as we did researching them. See you all in the next segment! Okay, we're all excited to hear about this. The staff student goalball game. Every year, our goalball team will take on the staff at the Ohio State School for the Blind. We had two divisions. We had guys and girls. Up next are the highlights from the guys game. Hey, how are you doing today? Uh, good, but kind of tired. I ain't gonna lie. All right, and who are you? Monty. Monty, and... Are you playing on the student side or watching today? Well, I'm playing on the student side. Your first time, so I'm kind of scared. Yeah? Well, there's no need to be scared. Uh, what are you looking forward to as far as, far as this game's concerned? Oh, I'm getting to beat up teachers and not getting in trouble. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But I don't know. I'm just, um, just looking forward to whatever comes after this. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you for participating in the interview. No problem. Wish me luck. Let me do a quick uh, introduction to the team. We've got one coming. For our 2022 goalball team this year, we've got our starters on the floor. We've got Junior Garrett. At left wing, we have our sophomore, Jansel.
fender ready? Ready. Play. Defended. Play. Go! All right. Thank you, Emmy, for recording that and covering that event. That was a tie game, five to five. Good job, guys. My name is Jonah, and one of the things I liked about the Easter egg hunt was when I turned in my eggs for candy. Hey. I like it. Let's go to AJ next. Hi, my name is AJ. The one thing I liked about the Easter egg hunt was uh, finding Bree and Josh. Um, I found them by the blue mat because I didn't know where I was going. I found Josh, and then Brianna came over there. She, I didn't know where she was, and then we started making a conga line, and then just walked around, and then we got to the bleachers, and then we turned our eggs in. Yep. That's awesome. Hi, my name is Devon, and my, my favorite part of the Easter egg hunt was candy. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Hi, my name is Danny. Um, the favorite part of the Easter egg hunt for me was trying to find all the eggs. Like, it sounded like all the beeping sounds were coming from the ceiling and all that. <laughs> I imagine it was a lot with hundreds of eggs going off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I found four of them. That's cool. Four. Yep. Nice. Uh, Brian? Hi, my name is Brian, and my favorite part was finding the eggs. Hi, my name is Brianna, and the funniest thing I liked about the Easter egg hunt was meeting AJ and Josh, and we found each other. <laughs> we got our yes. candy. We um, blindfolded ourselves, and we just left. It was fun, though. Hi, this is Mrs. Perano, and I'd like to thank all of the women from Ohio State University's Delta Gamma. They help us with the Easter egg hunt. They come out. Uh, about a dozen of them helped us to turn on all the eggs. Uh, we have to open each egg and flip a little switch, and a little Easter song plays. And every egg has to be turned on and hidden um, all around the gym this year because it was raining, but we had uh, a fun time inside. All the kids would hunt their eggs up, and as they found them, they have to put them in their bags and turn them off. Otherwise, the kids would be trying to get them out of their Easter egg um, bag. And so at the end, they turn in the eggs and get a candy treat, which Delta Gamma provides. So every student had like a gift bag full of candy and treats, and the kids really enjoy it, and we had a great time. Um, Coming up next month, we also have some fun activities. We have the um, Arts Festival, which we're planning for the end of May. We're going to do a jungle theme this year. And so we have lots of fun art activities and games and things that we'll be doing, a special lunch. And then um, we have the Bogart car races coming up. Gary Bogart hand makes all of these wooden cars that the kids have themes that they decorate for um, – the race, and then they, we actually have a little contest in which they, there's a winner in each category. And then Mr. Bogart comes and we race them to see whose car is the fastest, and that's always a fun day toward the end of May. Is that like Pinewood Derby? It is like Pinewood Derby. It's just they're not making the cars, they're decorating the cars. And we have a little track that actually Mr. Shaw built um, years ago, and just two races at a time. And so they challenge other people, and if they win, they just keep 
having people challenge them. And then when they lose, then the new winner steps in. And so they just go until we have the fastest car. And so then there's a special little award for the fastest car and for each uh, decoration category theme that we've had. Can I bring my son's Spangler Derby cars in and race those? No, because I'm sure that's faster than ours. <laughs> I don't know. We're up to the challenge, Mr. Kelly. You can go ahead, bring them in. You can challenge us. And then we also have our track and field day, uh, which will be in May as well. And the kids like to do all kinds of activities. And today is AJ's birthday. I have to mention a happy birthday to AJ, mainly because he's in the back of the room just making faces at me until I do. So happy birthday, AJ. Happy birthday, AJ. <laughs> and so that's what we have coming up in the elementary department. How old are you today, AJ? 13. 13? <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, Panthers, let's go back to the court over in the gymnasium and see how the girls did in their goal ball game against the staff. Hello, thanks for coming. I'd like to introduce our girls' varsity goal ball team for this year. Senior, Maddie. job ladies the students prevailed over the staff in this game six to four we want to wish both teams the best of luck
in Illinois. Hi, I'm back with Miss Myers' class, and we're going to talk about Wednesday. Firstly, I have some lovely people here with me. Could you all state your names? Trinity Perry. Yeah. Lucas. Thank you. And would one of you like to talk about what you did on Wednesday? I got the Easter eggs. And then and I listened to music. The Easter eggs play music? Yeah. Music is fun. Thank you. Our next friend, did you get a little bit of Easter eggs or did you get a lot of Easter eggs? Wow. <laughs> Good. And, Miss Myers, your question. How long do you think they were out there? I think we were probably about 15 minutes in the gym looking for eggs and listening to music. Ooh. Lots of um, people helping us from the Delta Gamma. It was fun. Yes, I like candy. I am glad it made you all happy. And that was Miss Meyer's class and what they thought of the Easter egg hunt. Hello and welcome to the OSSB podcast. I'm here with Miss Hamlin's class and we're going to talk about the beeping Easter egg hunt. Kaden, would you start us off with what that is? We had a blindfold and we tried to hear the eggs. Now I'm going to go to the sun. We we I I found like seven eggs and I had to give it give them all back so they can keep them. How much fun did you have during this Easter egg hunt? So much fun, a lot of fun. How long did you guys spend out there? A lot. Yeah, a lot. A little bit. No, a lot. Okay, now how many eggs did each of you find? One at got, a time. I got five. I found five. Now it's the I, I found seven. Okay. I found eight. You, that sounds like you all found a lot of eggs, each of you. We used the blindfolds because we were trying to hear the eggs. Was he going to hear the eggs? We only have to lose our ears. Only use our ears. Is it my Sean? To go up. Only use our ears. That's why I said. Why were you? Why were you guys wearing a blindfold? Because. Because. We can hear the eggs. So you hear the eggs. So you guys have some usable vision, okay? And so to make it fair for everyone, you guys wore a blindfold, correct? Mhm. Okay. Well, it sounds like you guys had heaps of fun. Is there anything else any of you lovely peeps would like to add? Uh, we got candy. Okay. How much candy did you get? A little or a lot? A lot. A lot. But my brother <clears throat> ate a lot of it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for contributing to the OSSB podcast and have a nice morning, okay? Can you say bye to everyone? Bye. bye.
Hey, it's Larry from the OSSB podcast, and today I'm here with Ms. Klein and a few of her students to discuss the Easter egg hunt that they did just last week and how it's different from typical Easter egg hunts you might see or hear about across the world. So, what's your name? Desiree. All right, Desiree. What happened during that Easter egg hunt? Um, what happened was I had Dr. Gamma Girls, and they came to help me. Uh, can you tell me what's different about this particular Easter egg hunt? What was different was there was beeping. All right, and beeping to kind of just, was it to help you where you were going? Yeah, it helps for blind people since I can't see the eggs. And we walked around and put eggs in a bag. Right. Were there any other ways that uh, you navigated other than just sound? Do you think you navigated through your other senses like touch? Yeah, so like the Delta, one of the Delta Gamma girls that were with me, they said there was there was an egg there and there was an egg there. And so... So when they tell you that there was an egg nearby, what would you do? I touched it. So you'd like bend down and feel for it, right? Yes. Okay, so it sounds like it's more than just looking for the sound of an egg. No, you had to like kind of get down and feel for it too. Yeah. Uh, Miss Klein, is there any other small details that you might want to point out about the Easter egg hunt? Um, I think Des got most of it covered. The other thing is that um, they had it in the gym. I don't know if we talked about that yet, but they had it in the gym. So it was in the goal ball goals and around the net and all different places around the gym that might not be your typical Easter egg hunt in the backyard. All right, Desiree, I think that that's all my questions for you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to me bye yep bye right elijah what 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 was your experience with the easter egg hunt uh i'd say that it was kind of fun because like when you're blindfolded you you can't see anything being blind is hard and it feels like you're gonna hit a brick wall and i actually did since your vision was taken away, what helped you navigate through the Easter egg hunt? Um, it was almost Klein. <laughs> That's not true. I just helped you a little bit. <laughs> what did you use to navigate? How did you find the, the eggs, I think is what he means. Um, the little beepy things that played Beethoven. Like, at first, when I put on the blindfold, I was like, Whoa, so this is what it's like to be blind. I said that in my mind, then I started walking around with, with my Kroger bag. And with all the beeping, I was like going towards my right. Then I, uh, I picked up like a couple eggs towards the back of the gym. I like put up my hands and I put my head down. So in case if I were to... Hit something that my hands would feel at first. Oh, so you used your hands kind of out in front of you to help guide you? Yeah, you used your own body to kind of keep you safe. Okay, Elijah, that was all the questions I had for you, buddy. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to come sit down here and give your experiences on the Easter account with the podcast team. We all really appreciate it. You're very welcome, and I hope that the podcast goes well. Yeah, Good thank luck to you. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Take care, man. You too. Okay, Miss Klein. This is going to be the final segment. Like, interestingly enough, this 
just came up out of nowhere when I was done interviewing those two. It just, it was kind of an idea in my head that I really wanted to share. Yeah, awesome, of course. As a teacher, what was it like seeing your students, specifically Elijah, who for the most part, uh, you say his vision is somewhat stable. What was, what did, what was it like seeing someone who had normal vision temporarily go into the world that is blind people? What did you think of that? Yeah, I thought it was really awesome that Elijah got to experience that and really, you know, take away that idea of, of seeing or, or putting himself in someone else's shoes and seeing from their perspective, um, specifically somebody who doesn't have any vision at all. Um, and it's definitely been, I think, something in the past that Elijah and I have talked about before. Um, and he's before when the kids were playing hide and seek or tag on the playground, he's, he's taken his mask and put it over his eyes so that he is on the same playing field as some of the other kids who don't have as much vision. Um, which really shows how empathetic he is. And, and it's awesome that he's learning from these experiences like this. Um, and I think it's something, you know, in, in goal ball, they have all the kids wear masks too. And I think it really helps to level the playing field and show kids who, who go to the school who do have um, somewhat stable vision um, what it is like for the other students because it's sometimes hard to understand someone else's perspective until you're in it yourself. Right. Yeah, it was it was great seeing him navigate, and even though he got frustrated at times, he still kept trying. Yeah, it's always it's always nice to have determination like that in, yeah. in an environment completely obscure to you. Yeah, for sure. Well, Miss Klein, it was a pleasure getting to interview both you and your students. Me and the podcast team, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. We deeply appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you coming to interview my class. They loved it. So thank you. Hope the podcast turns out awesome. Oh, it will. You take care now. All right. All right. Joining us on the podcast right now is Mrs. Cindy Swisher from the ILS department. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Kelly. Good morning. We're going to talk about prom because it is coming up, right? I'm really excited. This is going to be a very, very nice prom this year. Uh, Since the season. Yep. Uh, Due to COVID, we had a lot of setbacks. We had to cancel it. Um, Last year, we couldn't go off campus, but Mm. we did have a very, very good prom here at the school. Kids really enjoyed it. Students enjoyed everything. Um, this year we're actually getting to go off campus. Um, yeah. we are going to start taking pictures at four o'clock and at four thirty, we are going to eat in the multi-purpose room. We have done that a number of times. Mm-hmm. Our theme is, uh, under the sea, which is a lot of, uh, seashells, sand, that kind of thing. Starfish. It's going to be a really neat theme. Um, we're going to eat from 4.30 to 5.30. Um, yeah, and then we'll, yeah, we're going to leave to go on the bus to go up to uh, York Golf Club, which is up on Highway 23, not too far from the school. Mm. And we're going to do dancing from 6 to 8, and then the students will change. And we will go to after prom. We were really trying to debate where we were going to go because most places close pretty early. So we did come up with an idea, and it's going to be at the Columbus Bowling Palace to okay. about 10 Okay, it's going to be bowling kids. after prom. Yep, it's going to be fun. And the kids are really psyched up that they get to go somewhere. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah really. You know, we be- have about 25 uh, people coming, and we've got uh, four or five people on the prom committee, and 
being that it is Cinco de Mayo, we are going to do Mexican. Hey, okay. Are, are you guys making the food in ILS or are you oh, catering it in? No, sir. We have corporate catering. Is oh. Mr. Uh, Brian's wife's the manager there with corporate catering, Mr. Brian Wagner. Yeah. Give a shout out to him because their food is fabulous. They have been able to, the last two two years of prom, do our catering for us, and the food is really good. Mm. And so we're going to have a cater through them, and they're going to so bring it here. Mexican food for under the sea. Under the sea, yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We're really excited about it. The kids are so stoked because they get to leave and go off campus. Now, are you going to go up and decorate the uh, the golf club during the uh, day, Yes. Or? We'll have to get somebody on the committee. The committee members are myself, Olivia Swisher, uh, Jennifer Riggs, uh, Adam Schwamberger, who, Schwamberger, who's our best DJ round. Last That's year right. he had a tutu on, so it was kind of funny. He had a tutu and a hat on, and he was jamming the jams, and the kids really danced. They really had a good time in the gym last year. And also Miss Yolanda Johnson, but unfortunately she's out on leave. So yeah. um, we may have Sally Williams stand in for her. We're still working on it. But, yes, we're going to yeah. take a couple people and go up that afternoon, early afternoon, to decorate. Um, we'll do the hair, the nails. Miss Briggs is going to do hair and nails and do all that for the girls. and. Uh-huh. Showtime's going to be pictures of four o'clock. Okay. okay. I'm really excited about it. Where are we doing the pictures? Uh, pictures, normally we go outside in mm-hmm. front of the old building. We has a beautiful tree there. We take the pictures there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we normally, we well, last year we went up in front of the gym and used all the props and everything and took pictures there. We'll have some props at the facilities, some different props for under the sea to take the pictures, the little handheld photo things you can put over your eyes and signs that say things. And we, we generally do that every year. It's That's been it. kind of a in thing. The kids really enjoy it. That sounds fun. All right. Well, thank you for coming in and telling us what's going to happen with prom this year. You're uh, quite welcome. Really appreciate all your hard work and oh. you and the committee. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Making that happen. So uh, I uh, love it. I love it. It's my in thing to do and with the students and they seem to really enjoy it. And I like to see them have a good time and especially the seniors. Absolutely. The seniors are really excited because it's their senior year. I, you know, like I said, yeah. over COVID, it was kind of sad. Some of the seniors didn't get back, actually have a prom a couple of years back. So. Yeah. Now you're also involved with getting a senior dinner together. Yes, sir. Sure yeah. am. Yeah. Sure yeah. am. We're so. doing a senior dinner and our theme is, um, at the movies, um, so I'm in charge of decorations, so I'm, I'm working on some things. Very good. I'm going to do some 45 uh, records I'm going to hang up and some albums and some things along those lines. It's, yeah, we are having it for the first time in the evening, so right. that's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to go. My son has a concert. Oh, concert that night. I'm so, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was gonna <clears throat> I was gonna make it when it was gonna be on the in April, and then we had to change the date to May fourth. Yeah, we changed the due to a student is observing Ramadan, so the student really wanted yeah, to come. So we yeah. decided to change, and the only That's date Miss Haunts could get was the Wednesday, the day before prom. So I'm gonna have my roller skates on for two days. There you go. Yeah. All right. But thank you for having me. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for all your hard work on yep. this. Thank you. Okay, so how many of you guys participated in the beeping Easter egg hunt? Um, me, except yes. for Ethan. All of us except for Ethan. No, I wasn't there. Well, can someone tell me what exactly is a beeping Easter egg hunt? It's where there's Easter eggs that have beepers in there, and there's a lot of participants, and basically they're blindfolded, and 
they're finding them with their ears and not their eyes. We're using our ears and our auditory cues to help lead us to the Easter eggs. Um, Scotty, are you saying if I have low vision that I would also go under sleep shade? Yeah, even if you have vision. Yeah, so it's kind of like goal ball where you're kind of leveling the playing field. Everybody has the same cues that they're using. Can somebody tell me what was the craziest place that an Easter egg was hidden? I found one on top of a mat um, behind the goal ball goals. Behind the goal ball goals. That's sneaky, huh? I found 15. All right, so Javen found 15 beeping Easter eggs. Wow, that's a lot. I found 16. So found 16. Yeah, one more than Javen. <laughs> Javen Scott, he really one up to you on that. All of you. But it doesn't matter. We were having fun. I found nine. You found nine. Lyric had 11. I was like the kid off the peanuts. I found a, I got a rock. All you guys had helpers. I didn't. Why were the helpers there? They were to help lead people around to help find eggs. So no one hurt themselves. I guess there weren't enough. There were enough helpers. So did some kids just go, go without helpers then? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got nine. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, some kids maybe are a little bit more experienced. They've had some more O&M training. Maybe they're out there using their cane skills. Javen, do you use your cane while you were on the Eastern Egg Hunt? Um, yes. Like, like my bus, like, parks all the way in the street, and I can go to my front door to the bus with no help. I can just use my cane. Yeah, so you're pretty independent in that way, aren't you? Yeah. That helps. The more things that you can do on your own, the better. Feels yeah. really good. Every time my dad, like, tries to help me, like, I do like help. Trust me, everyone needs a little bit of help sometimes. But I just say, well, I need to learn how to use my cane someday. I have to grow up one day. What's your name? Micaiah. Micaiah. Wearing the blindfolds and, and trying to find the Easter eggs at the same time. Even if you're low vision, a little bit of contrast, a little bit of color, or, you know, whatever in your individual case... That might be kind of hard going from some vision to no vision. And maybe you're not used to using your ears to track as much. I know when I played goalball last week, I wasn't as used to it. Yes, Scotty? When all those eggs were beeping, my ears were kind of shut down because there was so much noise. Like, it was hard to hear, like, individually. My ears are, like, the most important. I have no vision, but my ears are, like, really, really good. Like, they're really good. Yeah, and for some of us, our main sensory channel, like, our way, main way we take information in is, like, our ears. For some people, it might be their eyes, even if they're low vision. And for some people, it's their touch, or some people are dual sensory. How many kids do you guys think participated in the Easter egg hunt? I think, like, 20 kids or so. I would say, like, maybe, like, a little over 60 you think over 60 kids? Yes. Well, because only eight kids are allowed in Little Classroom. I know we had Miss Klein, Miss Hamlin. We we had this classroom, I think Miss Piranha's classroom also. So, I, I, you know, we had a lot of classes that were... There was a there was the first group and the second group. They had to split the hunt into two groups. Where else were the eggs hidden? You know, like... On the bleachers behind the bench. There's the part where you sit down at, and there's the part... People rest their feet at? Yes. So, like, I found a few there. Oh, okay. That's a sneaky place to hide them. Um, yes, Scotty? I found one under a treadmill. Under a treadmill? That's sneaky. <laughs> inside the wrestling mat. Inside. So it's not on top of the wrestling mat, but inside Same of it. Same here. 
Oh my like, goodness. It was like in the little part where they go inside. Yeah. Yeah. I found like I found one, like I found like two on a trampoline. Like they were on two different trampolines. Two Wait. different trampolines. Makai, you have something to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where'd you find them at? I found one on the you know like on the bikes where there's like the 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 pedals but there's like a hook on it yeah like the exercise bikes right yeah i found one there exercise bikes and so it sounds to me like we had to use our ears like our auditory but we also might have our search techniques i can i smelled one I was going to say, I'm not sure that... I smelled the plastic. I mean, sometimes, like, you know, if I'm, like, in a sporting goods store, for instance, I can smell, like, the rubber on certain things, or if I'm at the grocery store, I can smell the coffee or the candy aisles. So, I mean, sometimes if you're really fine-tuned, I think what you're saying there might be a little bit far-fetched, but I don't know. Is there anything else you think that people should know, maybe parents or other people outside the school? Is there anything that we should know about... The Easter egg hunt. Yeah, Scotty. It's very fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's yeah. really, really It's fun. like, it's also, um, you can also, like, race other people because me and another person were trying to get to the uh, same Easter egg. It was, like, really hard, but I ran my fastest. And let me tell you, I'm not a good runner, but. Oh, my goodness. I, I did it. I got the It was really cool. It was very fun. I liked it. Yeah, I think that it's something that anyone can do. You know, we go on, under sleep shade. It's kind of like goal ball. The playing field is leveled. May is a special month for seniors. They kick things off on May 4th with the senior dinner. Seniors can invite two family members or one guest from OSSP. May 5th is prom. I'm yep. really excited. This is going to be a very, very nice prom this year. From the desk of Miss Henry... On Monday, May 9th, elementary classes will end, attend the Columbus City Schools APE track meet. On May 18th, on Wednesday, more of our students will attend the Columbus City Schools APE track meet. May 11th will be our end-of-the-year bash for our students and families. You are invited as well. Now, I know the students would love to see you. If you are interested in helping out, please let us know, as we definitely need help in areas monitoring activities or leading. We would love to possibly have some face painting, or if you can think of something else creative to lead, please let us know. We will have inflatables, a video game truck, and some other little activities. We have a noon dismissal time on May 12th. June 2nd will be graduation, as well as a noon dismissal time. Letter from the alumni president. Hello, OSSP alumni members. I'm very pleased to let you know that the 2022 alumni reunion will be held this year on Friday, June 10th through Sunday, June 12th on the Ohio State School for the Blind campus. Check-in time will begin at 3 p.m. Friday, and we must be off campus by 12 p.m. on Sunday. The school will be doing a bed bug treatment when we arrive, so pack all electronics, phone chargers, and medications in a separate bag so you can keep them with you while the clothes are being heat treated. The school will be providing us sheets and towels. This is for those of you bringing service animals. Please remember you must clean up after them, so remember to bring plenty of bags. While on school campus, the use of any alcohol, tobacco, vaping products, and any use of illegal drugs is prohibited by law. If you want to smoke or drink alcohol, you must do so off campus. 
Remember, when you come back on campus, you are responsible for your behavior. If you are in need of PCA, personal care attendant, for some other reason other than blindness, please contact me by my number at Edward Schwill at 614-558-5344. I will see that your request gets to where it needs to go. We will be having an auction to raise funds for the organization. So if you want to bring something to put in the auction, please make sure it is new or gently used. The cost of the reunion. $20 membership dues for two years. $75, which includes all five meals and lodging for the entire weekend. If you want to stay in the cottage and eat off campus or eat the provided meals but stay off campus, it is still $75. You will be given a thin bracelet to wear, which will show that you have paid for your meals. Individual meals cannot be purchased. If you are a graduate for the classes of 2020, 2021, or the upcoming class of 2022, you will be our guest, so you will not be paying the $75 fee. But you will be asked to pay your $20 alumni membership dues. If you are eating or rooming on campus, this registration form or your email or telephone information must be received by June 3rd. Sent to Tracy Boyd at 811 Finley Street, Apartment 205 in Portsmouth, Ohio, 45662. The phone number is also 740-357-9757. The email is tboyd11961 at gmail.com. T-E-B-O-Y-D-11961 at gmail.com. If you're not eating or lodging on campus, you can pay your dues when you register. Please make your check or money order payable to Alumni Association OSSB. If you wish to use PayPal, you may do so by using this email address, O-H-D-G-E-S-C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-830 at gmail.com. Itinerary, June 10th, 3 p.m. through 5.30 p.m. Registration entrance lobby of the new school building. 6 p.m. supper in the dining rooms. 7 p.m. opening meeting in Scarberry Hall with guest speaker Michelle Wagner, principal of OSSP. 8 p.m. through 11 p.m., disc jockey and games in the gym. Saturday, June 11th, 8 a.m., breakfast in the dining rooms, 9 a.m., business meeting in Scarberry Hall, 12 p.m., lunch in the dining rooms, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., extra registration entrance, lobby of the new school building. 1.30 to 2 p.m. Tour of school. Meet in the gym. 2 p.m. Auction in the multi-purpose room of the new school building with bingo to follow. 6 p.m. Banquet in the dining rooms. 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Disc jockey in the gym. Sunday, June 12th. 8 a.m. Breakfast in the dining rooms. 9 a.m. Worship and Memorial Service at Scarberry. Message by Tristan Hunt. 10 a.m. Closing meeting in Scarberry Hall. 12 p.m. We must be off campus. Please pack before the worship service and meeting. Menu. Friday supper. Sub sandwiches, chips, cookies, fresh fruit with milk, tea, coffee, or water. 
Saturday breakfast, oatmeal, fruit, yogurt, bagels, and muffins. Assorted cereals with juice, milk, and coffee. Saturday lunch, pulled pork sandwiches, potato salad, coleslaw, corn on the cob with watermelon, or banana pudding. And a choice of milk, tea, coffee, or water. Saturday, dinner banquet, fried chicken, mac and cheese, green beans, and rolls. Apple or cherry pie with a side of ice cream, along with milk, juice, tea, coffee, or water. Sunday breakfast. Eggs, bacon or sausage, fried potatoes, toast, along with a choice of oatmeal, dry cereal, yogurt, and fruit, along with milk, juice, tea, coffee, or water. I look forward to seeing you there, so let's make this reunion one to remember. See you June 10th. Sincerely yours, Edward Schwill, President Alumni Association of the Ohio State School for the Blind. On February 22nd, we held the Braille Challenge here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. And what a day it was. School-wide activities included activities based on the theme of camping. And while that was going on, students competed in the Braille Challenge in the category of Explorer, Apprentice, Freshman, Sophomore, Junior, and Varsity. This year, we did not do grading of the Braille on site. We sent it out to the uh, Braille Institute in California. They did the grading. The results are in, and we had our award ceremony on April 28th. We're going to listen to a very abbreviated version of the ceremony. I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Chris Harrington, one of our substitute teachers here at the School for the Blind, who took the time to create this abbreviated version of the award ceremony so we could share it on the podcast. Thank you, Chris. Just so proud of our students here at OSSB who participated. I'm also very thankful for all of our staff who stepped up and helped make a successful day happen on February 22nd. At the conclusion of the award ceremony, I am going to bring our guests from Clovernook onto the podcast and talk about the Braille Challenge and plans for next year. So sit back and enjoy. I want to welcome everybody to the award ceremony for the Braille Challenge 2022. I just want to say that a lot of people worked hard doing little things and big things to make the Braille Challenge happen back in February. And we all appreciate the efforts, however large or small, that you put in. But nobody worked as hard as you guys that showed up and got out of your comfort zones on February 22nd and competed in the Braille Challenge. Let's give yourselves a hand. I'm so glad that we were able to make it happen, and I'm so glad that we had such a good turnout. And I think after today, when you guys see the awards, I think the turnout next year is going to be even bigger. If we have it here, if we're back at Clovernook, let's hear it for the folks at Clovernook. We got three guests with us today. We got Mr. Mike, got Miss Stephanie, yeah, and Ms. Rhonda. Thank you guys for coming up, making the trip up. Now to kick this thing off, we're going to stand up and we're going to play, sing the national anthem. Louder. 
right, you may be seated. Once again, welcome everyone. Welcome Clovernook, welcome students here and staff at the Ohio State School for the Blind, everybody who's watching on the live stream. We're excited to reward your hard work and efforts today. At this time, I'm going to turn the program over to our folks from down on the river, our Clovernook people, <laughs> Miss Stephanie and Miss Rhonda. And Mike, you're going to be walking around taking pictures. Yay. Yeah. Along with Miss Cindy Wicker, she's also taking pictures. Miss Kaplan's running the Zoom. Thank you all give it up for yourselves, and especially Mr. Dan Kelly for our musical introduction this afternoon. I think it's so funny that when Mr. Kelly said down on the river, I think about the fact that I came up from the Mississippi River right. to join the Cincinnati, Ohio River in Cincinnati to come all the way here to Columbus. That's how important this is that every year that Clovernut gets to work with such fine individuals to be able to host this challenge because if we weren't doing these things we can't show how important one braille is to those who don't know about braille and we're getting to showcase you all's talents and individualized skill sets and be able to show you all some love and maybe make you a little bit motivated to do something a little bit more so the braille challenge is one of these things that clovernook is so proud to be able to host and you know we did it in a different setting this year not at our facility in Cincinnati, but it worked out, didn't it? We had fun in February, didn't we? So we want to make sure that we recognize you all's achievements. And this is something that we could not have done without the staff and the administration here at OSSB. So we want to make sure that we thank them, Mr. Kelly and his team. So y'all give it up for your teachers, your administrators, your staff, your school who made this possible for us today. And Miss Grimm, your Braille teacher upstairs. Uh, some of y'all about to make her proud today, right? Oh yeah, that's what I like to hear. Some of us, you know, we're just making it proud because we're here. Somebody didn't compete in Braille Challenge. So you all are a testament in leadership within your school body. So I really want you all to give it up. And we want to acknowledge those apprentice level and up who participated in the Braille Challenge back in February. Miss Isabella Rowan, Scotty Harper. Come on up. Christopher Montoya. Stephen Janet. Kaya Flowers. Lyric Tribble. Maya Weller. Di Tommaso Adia Navarro, Perseus Decker, Hope Bashirs, David Hall, Brian Patton Adams, Monty Harper, Jenna Allen, Amy Bennett, Courtesy Bowens, Samaya Hassan. All right, y'all give it up for all those who participated in the Braille Challenge in our category from Apprentice, Junior Varsity, and Varsity. Now, I know the medal is pretty, right? And I know that's what you came out here for. So I know that you all are appreciative of the medal, right? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Well, what if we brought a little bit more? Okay, so we have awards for third, second, and first place for each of our categories. Third place for apprentice, freshman, and sophomore is $50 for third place. Second place in those three categories 
is $75. I want to know what first place gets? Yeah. $100. So for Apprentice, in third place, I have Stephen Janet. The second place for Apprentice, Christopher Montoya. Who is here? First place, Mr. Scotty Harper. This is an honor. Thank you. So the next category that we're going to announce is freshmen. Maya for third place in Woo! freshman category. Second place, freshman category, Micaiah. Our first place winner in the freshman category was one of our remote participants, Mac David Pardini. Sophomores, you're up next. Third place. Monty Harper. All right, second place, Brian Adams. First place, y'all wanna know who first place for sophomores is? Javen. Oh. Thank you to my awesome teacher, Miss McCumber. You know, it's moments like that that make teaching work. So we've got two more categories to announce, junior varsity and varsity. Now, y'all got excited over the 50 and the 75 and the 100. So, for junior varsity and varsity, third place, we start off with $100. What? <laughs> what? We yeah. raise it to 150 for second place. All right. For first place, 200. So, for our third place for junior varsity, Perseus Decker. Perseus Decker. Right. I have second place for junior varsity in my hands. Hope Bashir. All right. So we have one more remote winner for our junior varsity first place, Miss Mackenzie Love. All right. Varsity. It pays to be up there. Third place, Samaya. All right, Samaya. Second place, Jenna Allo. So I have one last envelope, but I have two prizes to announce. So when I announce our varsity winner, she's going to get the first envelope. And we'll see what happens after that. Miss <laughs> Emmy, do you remember that we had a representative from APH come and join us yeah. by Zoom that day? Yeah. And do you remember anything that he said during the presentation? Yeah, we were yeah. talking about Braille displays. We were. Any particular kind? So we were talking about a chameleon and mm -hmm. a mantis, which mm -hmm. are both products by APH. Yeah. So APH has been such a generous supporter for Clover Nook and our 2022 Braille Challenge mm -hmm. that they wanted to provide a special prize to our top place varsity individual which happens to be this individual named Emmy. So you are the winner of your choice of a chameleon Woo. or a mantis from APH. Are you kidding oh, no, Money in hand and a braille display of your own on the way. What do you think? 
<laughs> I want to say congratulations to all of the winners. You worked very hard and all of the participants, I know that you worked hard and just congratulations. I want to say congratulations to the teachers who helped yes. get you to this point. And I would like to thank Mr. Kelly for kind of being the go-to to organize and get it all going and working with staff and yes, students to, yes. to get thank it you. together. And I would like to also thank Clovernook and APH for all of their very generous support of our students and just thank you so very much. We've had our award ceremony for the 2022 Braille Challenge at OSSB today, April the 28th. And joining me are a couple of delightful folks from the Clovernook Center for the Blind in Cincinnati, Stephanie Jones and Rhonda Curtis. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. This Thank has been you. great. Thank you. It's been such an exciting few minutes here with everyone. Yeah, and, and really appreciate you guys coming up and spearheading this thing and helping help hand out all the awards to the kids. It was just such a wonderful experience, and we're going to share some of those sound bites. But I wanted to have you on because Clover Nook is the region leader, uh, you know, region chair for the Braille Challenge. You guys spearhead that um, every year for about four or five years now. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about that, what you do, how we get people involved from around the state, and, and just talk about the Braille Challenge in general. So we've been able to host the Braille Challenge since 2017 at our facility in Cincinnati at Clovernook. And we try and make the day more than just challenge related, where parents, TBIs, support professionals, and everyone, every participant is getting more than just the competition themselves. They're, they're finding information about what's going on with maybe laws or local consumer groups, where they're getting information about technology, getting some physical activity during the day, maybe some arts and crafts. So we try and make it a well-rounded day mm. for any participant with throughout the state of Ohio. And for even those participants that aren't challenge ready, we have the Braille Explorers for those who need a little bit more motivation, a little bit more time to work on their Braille skills so that they can get competition ready maybe within the next year and co compete with their peers. So every year we do an application process where you can secure your spot in the Braille Challenge compete to win some fabulous prizes like we handed out today cash prizes and yeah, talk some, a little bit about that oh my gosh <laughs> we we had some heavy envelopes okay. so for our younger grades for our apprentice freshmen and sophomores they were eligible for third place to win fifty dollars second place seventy five dollars and first place one hundred dollars but for our junior varsity and varsity, we know as you grow up, it gets a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. So third place started off at $100. Our second place winners in those categories won $150. And our first place winners won $200. That is fabulous. And this year we threw in with a partnership with APH, we were also able to provide a chameleon or a mantis braille display for our top overall winner in the varsity first place category. And that was, you want to say who it was? All right. I know you all know Emmy Bennett. Emmy B, yeah, on the uh, podcast team. There you she go. Was our, she was our winner this year in the varsity category. 
And then going back to, uh, I just want to go back to Clovernook for just a second. Um, because we got a lot to do for the students down there that day besides the Braille Challenge. But there's also a lot to do for teachers and parents that come with their kids, right? There are. So we want to make sure the day is fulfilling for everybody. While kids are testing and showing off their Braille skills, those support professionals, those parents, those TVIs who are coming, we want to make sure we're giving them something to take back from the day. So we want to make sure that everyone who attends the Braille Challenge walks away with something, whether that's parents, teachers, our TVIs, our support professionals. So we have classes for them that might give information on what's going on in the laws, what's going on with con local consumer groups. We have exercises on technology. We have workshops on different 3D printing. You know, how could you get started in that from APH, from vendors, so that we're trying to give support to this community. All right. So final thoughts, final th final words of encouragement? Well, if you can't compete, if you're not in the place. So right now, here is your invitation to join us for the 2023 Ohio State Regional Braille Challenge to be hosted by Clovernook Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Cincinnati, Ohio. All right. Thank you, Miss Stephanie. Thank you, Miss Rhonda. Appreciate you. you guys thank being you. here today. Awesome. Well. That includes this month's episode, the OSSB Podcast. Let's do one more rundown of what occurred, starting with the BP Yang Easter egg hunt and its major differences in departures from the typical Easter egg hunt. There was also the fun and intense student versus staff goalball game, where the role between student and teacher seemed to have reversed. We also briefly teased on the upcoming and exciting senior dinner. Don't forget the simple but fun monthly facts. Finally, we'd like to say congratulations to all the Braille Challenge participants. You all did great out there. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We hope to see you guys back around for another exciting episode of the OSSB podcast next month. Y'all come back now.